بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا غفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللمستمعين والمسلمين يقول الشيخ الاسلام رحمه الله تعالى في كتابه العقيده الواسطيه تحت العنوان اثبات اثبات رؤيه المؤمنين لربهم يوم القيامه وقوله وجوه يومئذ ناظره الى ربها ناظره وقوله على الارائك ينظرون وقوله للذين احسنوا الحسن وزياده وقوله لهم ما يشاءون فيها ولدينا مزيد وهذا الباب في كتاب الله كثير من تدبر القران طالبا للهدى منه تبين له طريق الحق وتحت العنوان استدلال على اثبات اسماء الله وصفاته من السنه ثم في سنه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فالسنه تفسر القران وتبينه وتدل عليه وتعبر عنه وما وصف الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم به ربه عز وجل من الاحاديث السهاب التي تلقاها اهل المعرفه بالقبول وجب الايمان بها كذلك وتحت العنوان حدوث النزول الالهي الى السماء الدنيا على ما يليق بجلاله مثل مثل قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم ينزل ربنا الى السماء الدنيا كل ليله حين يبقى ثلث الليل الاخر يقول من يدعوني فاستجيب له من يسالني فاعطيه من يستغفرني فاغفر له متفق عليه وتحت وتحت العنوان اثبات ان الله يكره ويضحك ويعجب وقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم لله اشد فرحا لله اشد فرحا بتوبه عبدي بتوبه عبدي المؤمن تائب من احدكم براحلته متفق عليه وقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يضحك الله الى رجلين يقتل احدهما الاخر كلاهما يدخل الجنه متفق عليه وقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم عجب ربنا من قنوت عباده وقرب غيره ينظر اليكم قرب غيره نعم قرب غيره وقرب احسن الله عليه وقرب غيرته غيرته ينظر احدكم اذلين قنيتين فيذل يضحك يعلم ان فرجكم قريب حديث حسن وتحت العنوان اثبات الرجل والقدم لله سبحانه وقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تزال لا تزال جهنم يلقى فيها وهي تقول هل من مزيد حتى يدعو رب العزه فيها رجله وفي روايه عليها قدمه فينزوي بعضها الى بعض فيقول قد قد متفق عليه وتحت العنوان وتحت العنوان اثبات الندى اثبات الندى والصوت والكلام لله تعالى فقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول الله تعالى يا ادم فيقول لبيك وسعديك فينادي بصوت ان الله يامرك ان تخرج من ذريتك بعثا الى النار متفق عليه 
وقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما منكم الا ما منكم من احد الا سيكلمه ربه وليس بينه وبينه ترجمان بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله ارسله رحمه للعالمين وبلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح للامه وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على صحابه محمد الذين تلقوا هذا الدين امنوا به صلى الله عليه وسلم بما جاء به وهاجروا معه واليه وجاهدوا معه وبعده فرضي الله عنهم وارضاهم ونسال الله جل وعلا ان يجعلنا جميعا من محبيهم الذين يترضون عنهم ثم في هذه الجمل التي سمعنا منها ما يتعلق باثبات رؤيه المؤمنين لله جل وعلا من القران فمن ذلك يقول الله جل وعلا وجوه يومئذ ناظره ومعنى ناظره في الضاد اي انها في حيويه وحسن وجمال الى ربها ناظره ناظره بالضائق في الطاع اي تنظر الى الله جل وعلا وهذا خبر من الله في كتابه ان اهل الايمان ينظرون الى الله جل وعلا ويرونه فيقول جل وعلا على الارائك ينظرون اي اهل الايمان وهم جالسون على ارائكهم جالسهم في محل كرامتهم ينظرون الى ربهم جل وعلا ويقول جل وعلا للذين احسنوا الحسنى وزياده الحسنى في هذه الايه المقصود فيها الجنه يعني الله يقول هل جزاء الاحسان الا الاحسان الذين احسنوا بماذا احسنوا بالايمان بالله وبما انزل من كتب وارسل من رسل وبوعده ووعيده وبالعرض والجزاء وبالقضاء والقدر هؤلاء اهل الايمان لهم حسنى ولهم مع الحسنى زياده وضحتها السنه وهو النظر الى وجه الكريم الاكرم جل وعلا ومعنى للذين احسنوا الحسنى وشيء اخر غير الحسنى النظر الى وجه الله ويقول جل وعلا لهم ما يشاءون فيها ولدينا عزيز يعني اهل الايمان عندما يدخلون الجنه لهم من كل ما يريدون مما اعده الله لهم وعند الله جل وعلا مزيد على ما وعدهم به من الاجر والثواب والنعيم المقيم وهو النظر الى وجهه الكريم واهل الايمان يزورون الله في كل يوم جمعه ثم يقول شيخ الاسلام وفيها وهذا الباب في كتاب الله باب التحدث 
عن نظر الى الله جل وعلا واستماع كلامه التفكر في آلائه في القرآن كثير ثم يقول رحمة الله من تدبر القرآن طالبا بالهدى منه من القرآن تبين له طريق الحق فأنت أيها المسلم وأنت تقرأ اجعل من نفسك متفكرا فيما تقرأ فإذا مررت ب خطاب من الله يا بني ادم يا ايها الناس يا ايها الذين امنوا انظر ما الذي ياتي بعد هذا النداء اما ان ياتي خير يدعوك الله له فاحرص على ان تقوم بما تقدر عليه او فيه تحذير تنهى عنه فامتثل امر الله وانت عن ما نهى الله عنه القرآن الكريم أنزله الله جل وعلا على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ليضيء لهم قلوبهم ولتطمئن به نفوسهم ثم شرع المؤلف رحمه الله عليه الشيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية في كتابه العقيدة الواسطية يأتي بأدلة السنة الأدلة التي مضت كلها من ما نقله من الآيات القرآنية هنا يقول ثم في سنة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فالسنة تفسر القرآن الله قال لمحمد بين للناس ما نزل إليه من ربه فالله النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام يبين للناس مراد الله جل وعلا مما يحتاجون الى فهمه لان بعض القران يفهمه عارف اللغه التي نزل بها القران من دون ما يحتاج الى تفسير يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله اطيعوا الله ورسوله وفيه امور تحتاج الى تفسير فالسنه النبويه تبين معاني القران وتفسره قال فالسنه تفسر القران وتبينه وتدل عليه وتعبر عنه ولذلك لا يستغني الانسان ولو حافظ القران الكريم لا يستغني عن سنه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وقد قال النبي عليه الصلاه والسلام اوتيت القران ومثله معه الله ذكر ما انزله من الكتاب والحكمه الحكمه هي العلم الشرعي الذي عند رسول الله قال وما وصف الرسول به رب اي كل ما وصف النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم به ربنا جل وعلا فهو حق من الاحاديث السياحه التي تلقاها اهل المعرفه القبول يعني كل ما ثبت عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من الاحاديث رواه اهل التثبت والنظر حمله الحديث وبلغوه لنا فهو حق وعلينا ان نؤمن به كل ما ثبت يقول فيد وجب الايمان بها كذلك يعني كما نؤمن بما قال الله جل وعلا وجوههم يومئذ ناظره الى ربها ناظره 
وكما نؤمن بان من الناس من يحجبهم الله عن رؤيته النظر اليه الا انهم عربهم يومئذ لمحجوبون الى اخره السنه ايضا كما سياتي بينت النبي يقول ما منكم من احد الا سيكلمه ربه بدون ترجمان الله جل وعلا يعرف ما يقوله الخلق كله يعرف كلامهم ويفهمهم ما يريده يريد منهم ان يفهموه يقول السنه فيها كثير من اوصاف الله فيها ان الله جل وعلا ينزل فيها ان الله يضحك فيها ان الله يغضب فيها ان الله يرحم فيها ان الله يرى فكل ما ثبت من سنه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فعلى المسلم ان يؤمن به ويتبعه ومن ذلك اثبات نزول الله جل وعلا الى السماء الدنيا ففي الصحيح على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم انه قال ينزل ربنا الى السماء الدنيا سماء الدنيا كل ليله حين يبقى ثلث الليل الاخر فيقول يقول الله من يدعوني فاستجيب له ما في الوجود احد الا وهو محتاج الى الله ومعنى هذا ان اخر الليل احرى لان يستجاب في الدعاء في كل مكان يقول حين يبقى ثلث الليل الاخر فيقول من يدعوني فاستجيب له من يسالني فاعطيه من يستغفرني فاغفر له الحديث رواه البخاري ومسلم وغيرهما فانت ايها المسلم ولا بد ان تعرض لك حاجات تعجز عن تفصيلها او تعجز عن دفعها اذا رايتها مقبله عليك ولا يد لك بدفعها التجئ الى الله تحر اوقات الاجابه ومن اوقات الاجابه اخر ليلك اذا بقى الثلث الاخير من الليل فتوضا وتهيا وادي ما امكنك ان تؤدي من صلوات وتضرع الى الله جل وعلا ان كنت طالب حاجه عجزت عن تحصيلها وانت محتاج اليها فاسال فان الله هو الذي يقدر على كل شيء فالله في غني عن العباد ومع ذلك يدعوهم يقول هل من تائب فاتوب عليه من يدعوني فاستجيب له من يسالني فاعطيه من يستغفرني فاغفر له فاذا بدت لك حاجه وتعذر عليك تحصيلها او تعذر عليك دفعها وتخشى منه فان الله لا يعجزه شيء في الارض ولا في السماء فرغ نفسك في وقت من الاوقات وتوجه الى الله في ذلك اثبات ان الله يفرح ويضحك ويعجب 
يبين النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من واقع حال العباد يقول لله هذا نوع من القسم يحلف النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بالله لله اشد فرحا بتوبه عبده الله سبحانه وتعالى غني عن العباد ولذلك في حديث معاذ المخرج الصحيح يقول جل وعلا يا عبادي انكم لن تبلغوا ضري فتضروني ولن تبلغوا نفعي فتنفعوني وغني عنا لكنه يحب منا ان نرتجئ اليه ونساله يقول لله اشد فرحا بتوبه عبده العبد اذا تاب ينبغي ان يفرح فرحا شديدا بتوبته الى الله الله جل وعلا وهو الكريم الاكرم يكون اشد فرحا من عبده لانه يحب ان يرحم اشد فرحا بتوبه عبده المؤمن من التائب يعني التائب كان عليه ان يفرح انه تاب لكن توبه الله اشد من فرح الله اشد من فرحه قال من حد من احدكم براحلته في حديث طويل ذكر فيه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ان الرجل في راحلته وسيله تنقله من مكان الى مكان ظلت من عنه فقدها وعليها طعام وشراب وكل شيء خمس تلاميذ فايقن انه هالك لا محاله فجلس في ظل شجره ما بين فتاه واخرى واذا في ناقه راحلته واقفه عنده عليها طعم ف يفور الفرح في نفسه فيرتبك فيقول اللهم انت عبدي وانا ربك اخطا من شده الفرح الله اشد فرحا بتوبه عبده هذا من فرح عبده الذي فرح بوجود وسيلته يقول ويقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يضحك الله الى رجلين هذان رجلان احدهما عدو للاخر احدهم مجاهد في سبيل الله يدعو الكفار لان يتوبوا والاخر كافر فيقوم هذا الكافر فيقتل هذا المؤمن فيكون المؤمن شهيدا والشهداء احياء عند ربهم يرزقون يقول يقتل احدهما كلاهما يدخل الجنه كيف ذلك هذا الكافر قتل المؤمن فراح المؤمن شهيدا هو مات في موت الدنيا لكنه بقي منعما مكرما عند ربه يرزق ثم اسلم ذلك الكافر الذي قتله ويجاهد في سبيل الله فكلاهما يدخلان الجنه يلفت القاتل والمقتول في الجنه لكن يقول الله ونزعنا ما في قلوبهم من غل ما يبقى في حفظ 
اذا دخل الواحد من الجنه ما يبقى عنده حقد على احد وانما تواجد ومحبه يقول الحديث هذا متفق عليك الذي قبله وقوله جل وعلا عجب ربنا من قنوط عباده وقرب ضياله ينظر الينا اليكم ازلين خنطين فيضحك يعلم ان فرجكم قريب لان يعني الله جل وعلا يعلم كل شيء ما سيكون وما كان فيكون ان الناس اذا انتظروا خيرا وتاخر حصول ذلك الخير الذي ينتظرونه يصلون الى حد ياس حتى اذا استياس الرسل وظنوا انهم قتلوا جاءهم نصر فاذا يائسوا واذا بالفرج الكريم الاكرم ما عندهم علم من الغيب ان هذا الفرج سوف ياتيهم بعد يوم أو سنة أو كذا لكن لما رأوا أن هذا الخير تأخر حصوله صار في حال يأس والله جل وعلا ما ما يثني على الذين يأسون من روح الله يعني في قوله أنه لا يأس من روح الله إلا القوم الكافرون المؤمن ينبغي له أن يؤمن بقضاء الله وقدره وأن يؤمن أيضا بسرعة فرج الله وإذا لم يأتي الفرج فليطمئن بأن الله جل وعلا ما أراد به سوءا هو أرحم الراحمين قد يؤخر عن ما يطمع في فصوله ليدخر له ما هو أفضل قال وفي إثبات الرجل والقدم لله سبحانه وتعالى من السنة يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الحديث المتفق عليه لا تزال جهنم يلقى فيها يعني اهل النار يلقون فيها جهنم وهي تقول هل من مزيد مهما القي فيها ما تمتلا لكن رحمه ارحم الراحمين بالعباد يقضي جل وعلا بان يضيقها ولحتى تستمر كما في سورة قاف تستمر وهي تطلب المزيد حتى يضع رب العزة جل وعلا عليها قدم رجعت رجله فينزوي بعضها إلى بعض فتقول قط قط يعني قد امتلأت ما عاد ما في متسع متفق عليه ومن من الأوصاف أيضا متعلقه بالله اذا اطاله ان اذا ان الله ينادي يقول صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول الله تعالى يا ادم الله ينادي ادم ابا البشر فيقول لبيك وسعديك وينادي بصوت ان الله يامرك ان تخرج من ذريتك بعثا الى النار متفق عليه في هذا الحديث في روايه اخرى ينادى ابن ادم فيقال يا ادم اخرج بعث النار 
فيقول ربي وما بعث النار قال من كل الف تسعمائة وتسعة وتسعون ففزع الصحابة وقالوا وما نكون نحن في هذا العدد يا رسول الله فلا تيأسوا ما أنتم إلا يعني ما أهل الإيمان إلا كالشعرة البيضاء في جلد الثور الأسود أو العكس الله يقول وما أكثر الناس ولو حرصت بمؤمنين الله يقول وإن تطع أكثر من في الأرض يضلوك عن سبيل الله إذن الكثرة هي التي ما تؤمن نسأل الله السلامة لنا سبيلا متفق عليه يقول وقوله جل وعلا ما منكم من أحد إلا سيكلمه ربه عن يوم القيامة ليس بينه وبينه ترجمان هذا الحديث من حديث عدي بن عدي بن حاتم وهو في الصحيحين يقول ما منكم من احد الا سيكلمه يوم ربه يوم القيامه ليس بينه وبين بينه بينه وبينه ترجمان فينظر هذا الانسان عن يمينه فلا يرى الا النار فلا يرى الا ما قدم العمل ينظر عن شماله فلا يرى الا ما قدم وينظر امامه فلا يرى الا النار ثم يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عندما يذكر هذه القصه قال فاتقوا النار ولو بشق تمره ولو نصف تمره واحده ومن لم يستطع فبكلمه طيبه يعني بلا اله الا الله سبحان الله الحمد لله وامثال هذه الكلمات الطيبه لان لان هذه الاذكار بمنزله الصدقه فقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ان بكل تهنئه صدقه كل تحميده صدقه كل تكبيره صدقه وامر بالمعروف صدقه ونهي عن المنكر صدقه الى غير ذلك Shaykh Hafeezullah Ta'ala in tonight's lesson, we began by praising Allah Azza and bearing witness to the oneness of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, to Him is the dominion and all praise for Him, and He is able to do all things. And the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is a slave and messenger. He gave the message, he fulfilled the trust, and he fought in the way of Allah with true fighting. And may Allah be pleased with the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those who fought, those who believed in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and migrated with him, and to him, and fought with him, and fought after him. And may Allah ta'ala bless those who have true love for the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In these sentences that were read tonight, there are Related to the names and attributes of Allah Azza wa Jalla, the first of them were the ayats related to the believers seeing their Lord on the day of judgment. And the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned, the Shaykh Al-Islam Rahim Allah Ta'ala mentioned, the faces on that day will be beaming, will be happy, 
They will be beautiful. They will be looking at their Lord. So Maghirah with a God, with beauty and joy. And Nadirah with a God, which is, which is God, which is the sister of God. It is that they would be looking at their Lord's Barakah. The Shaykh mentioned Hadith Allah Ta'ala lead on the day of judgment the believers and in Jinnah the believers they would see their Lord Barakah. And then the next verse, Al Araqi, Ala Araiki Yamzurun in Surah Al Mutafifin, they would be looking at their Lord while they are sitting on couches. So the believers they would be sitting on couches and they would be looking at their Lord. And in the next verse, in Surah Yunus, for those who have done good, they will have good, and that which is extra. And the Shaykh mentioned, these are the people that have done good, they have believed in Allah, they have believed in His Book, they have believed in the punishment of Allah, and the promise of Allah, they have believed in divine decree. So they have done good. Allah says in the Quran, With the people uh, who have done good, would they be, would they be rewarded except with good? So those people who did good in their belief and in their practice, Allah would reward them with good, meaning Allah would reward them with jinnah. So al-husna, in this verse, in Surah Yunus, is referring to jinnah. And the ziyada, that which is extra, this is referring to them looking at their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they would be looking at the face of their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the next verse, فَهُمَّ يَشَاءُونَ فِيهَا وَلَدَيْنَا مَزِيدٍ In Surah Qaf, they have that which they desire in it, and we have something extra. The Shaykh mentioned, Habib Allah Ta'ala, that the people of faith, they will enter into paradise. And they would receive everything which they desire that Allah has prepared for them. And Allah has also prepared for them something extra, and that is that they would see their Lord. And the Shaykh mentioned Allah Ta'ala that the believers would look at Allah or they would visit Allah on every Friday. While they're in Jannah, they would visit Allah every Friday. And then Shaykh Muslim ibn Tinnah mentioned that. This meaning, the affirmation of the attributes of Allah in the Qur'an is plentiful. For the individual who reflects over the Qur'an and seeks guidance by way of it, the correct path or the path of truth, the truth, the path of truth will be made clear for him. The Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned that it is befitting when a Muslim reads the Qur'an that he reflects and contemplates over that which he is reading. And when he reads the verses, Ya Bani Adam, when he reads the verses, O the son of Adam, or he reads the verses, Ya Ayyuhan Nas, O mankind, or he reads the verses, Ya Ayyuhan Ladina Amanu, O you who believe, it is upon a believer to focus on that which would come thereafter. For verily, it would be some good that Allah is enjoining upon him so that he can implement it, or it would be a warning that Allah is uh, warning him up so he can abstain from it. So it is upon the individual to reflect over that which he is reading or of the Quran. And the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned that the Quran was sent down by Allah upon his Prophet Muhammad sallam, as a light for the hearts of the people and to bring them comfort in their lives. Then Shaykh Muslim Ibn Taymiyyah went on to mention 
from the Sunnah, those different narrations of the Prophet that affirm the attributes of Allah Azzawajal. And he mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala that everything that was mentioned previously of the verses or everything that were mentioned previously of the attributes of Allah and the names of Allah, this came from the Qur'an. These were verses that were mentioned from the Qur'an. Now the author is going to mention that which has come by way of the Prophet ﷺ in the authentic Sunnah. And he mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that the Sunnah explains the Qur'an. As Allah Ta'ala mentioned, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الْفِكْرَ لِتُبَيْنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ We have sent down to you, we have revealed to you the reminder, so you can clarify to the people that which has been revealed to them. So the Prophet ﷺ would clarify to the people the meaning or that which is intended by Allah in the verses of the Qur'an. And the Shaykh Mithra Habib Allah Ta'ala, when the Qur'an was revealed, you had the individuals from amongst the Arab, they understood it because they understood the Arabic language. But you have some individuals that do not understand it, so they are in need of, they are in need of explanation, and this came by way of the Sunnah. And the Shaykh Mithra Habib Allah Ta'ala, it is mandatory that we abide by that which is mentioned in the Sunnah. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that even an individual who memorizes the Qur'an, this individual is still in need of the Sunnah. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Verily I have been given the Qur'an and that which is similar to it. So this informs you that an individual is in need of the Sunnah just as he is in need of the Qur'an. And likewise the Shaykh mentioned that Allah Ta'ala mentioned that we have sent down the book and the wisdom. And the wisdom is the wisdom is the son of the beloved Messenger. So we believe in everything that the Prophet mentioned in the Sunnah of the description of Allah Azza that which is authentically reported with narrators or by, by way of narrators who are reliable and trustworthy. We believe in everything that, that was informed by the Prophet which came in these narrations. And from amongst that which came in these narrations. Is the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Is the statement of our beloved Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, where he mentioned that verily Allah Taala comes down to the sky during the third part of the night, during the last or the third part, third portion of the night, and Allah Taala says to that individual, "Is there anyone calling on me so I may answer him? Is there anyone seeking anything from me so I may give it to him?" Is there anyone seeking my forgiveness so I may forgive him? And this hadith is in Sahih Bukhari and in Sahih Muslim. And the statement of Habib Allah Ta'ala, there is no one in this creation except that they are in need of something. Except that they are in need of something. So this informs us in this hadith that this is one of the times that the supplication is accepted by Allah Azza wa Jalla. And if that is the case, then it is befitting that the believer calls on his Lord during the last part of the night. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, every Muslim, it is, an, it is mandatory that you have a need. And there's something that you want to prevent. There's some type of harm that you want to prevent. Or there's some type of good that you want to bring about. When that takes place, it's for the believer to turn to Allah and seek it from Allah Azza wa Jalla. And you should seek it at a time when the supplication is answered and accepted by Allah. And this is one of the times that the supplication is accepted by Allah, the third part of the night. So if the third part of the night comes, it is upon the believer to make ablution. And it is upon himself to prepare himself for prayer. And he begins to pray to Allah, and he begs from his Lord, and he requests from him. 
Indeed, Allah is able to do all things. And indeed, Allah is self-sufficient from His creation. He is in no need of His creation. But even with that, Allah calls you to call on Him and to seek His forgiveness and to request from Him. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah in our lives we have things, we have things that it's very difficult for us to accomplish. Or we have things that it's very difficult for us to, to uh, abstain from. But if we sincerely call on Allah Azawajal, we should understand that nothing is, uh, nothing is greater than Allah Azawajal. We should understand that nothing, uh, Allah is not incapable of anything. So we should call on Allah Azawajal. There's nothing that Allah is incapable of bringing about in the heavens nor in the earth. Also from the attributes that have come in the sunnah is the fact that Allah Azawajal has farah, Allah has joy with the repentance of his servant. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that the Prophet ﷺ is clarifying that we should have joy when we repent. When an individual repents to his Lord, the individual should have extreme joy that Allah has given him the ability to repent. And we should understand that nothing is greater than Allah Azzawajal. And nothing is, uh, and Allah is not incapable of anything. As it is come in the hadith of Mu'ad, which is reported in Sahih Imam al-Bukhari, where Allah said in the hadith al-Qudsi, you will not be able to harm me, nor will you be able to benefit me. So the believer should understand that it is upon him to turn to his Lord and call on his Lord for every and every single thing that he needs. And everything that he wants to protect himself from, he should turn to Allah Azzawajal, because Allah is capable of all things. Then the Shaykh Mr. Habib Allah Ta'ala, indeed, the individual when he turns and repents to Allah, he should be grateful. Upon he should be happy. But Allah is more happier than you in that regard. Allah is happier than you in that regard. He is very happy, extremely happy, when his servant repents to him and turns to him. Then the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned the full hadith, and that was the hadith of the individual who was on a journey, and he had his food and provisions on his riding beast. And then when he slept at a tree, or when he was on his journey, his riding beast uh, abandoned him and left. The individual despaired from his life because all of his provisions were on his riding beast. He slept at a tree. And then when he woke up, he found his riding beast standing in front of him. He said, because of extreme joy, Oh Allah, you are my slave, and I am, Oh Allah, you are my slave, and I am your Lord. He made a mistake because of his extreme joy. Allah is happier than the individual that this happens to. Allah is happier with the repentance of his servant than this individual. Then the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala went on to explain the next hadith of the Prophet Wasallam, where it mentions that Allah laughs at two men. Both of them, one of them kills the other, and then that individual is killed, the murderer is killed, and both of them enter into paradise. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, this is the individual that is a mujahid, a person that's fighting in the way of Allah. He is killed by way, or he is killed at the hand of a kafir, at the hand of a disbeliever. So he enters into Jannah, he's a shaheed, he enters into Jannah. In this life he dies, but verily he is alive with Allah Azza wa Jal. But how does the other individual, the disbeliever, how does he enter into paradise? Because later on he enters into Jannah. Upon later on he enters into Islam. And he goes to fight in the way of Allah, and then he is murdered. So he also enters into Jannah. So Allah laughs at these two uh, men, 
One of them kills the other and both of them enter into Jannah. So this hadith affirms that Allah Azawajal, uh, has the characteristic of laughing. Likewise, the next hadith is that Allah is amazed by the individual despairing of the mercy of his Lord and the fact that the, the ease is close. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, something that the Shaykh mentioned about the previous hadith, about the two men that kill one another. And that is that the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, these individuals will meet in Jannah. The one who is killed and the one who killed them. Later on, when they enter into Jannah, they will meet. But will they have hatred for one another? The Shaykh said, no. Because Allah Ta'ala said in the Quran was, وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي صُدُورِهِمْ مِنْ غِبْلٍ تَجْلِ مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْحَارِ Allah Ta'ala mentioned, verily, we will take out of their chest dislike and displeasure. So these individuals, no. Uh, so these individuals would not have dislike for one another, but in fact they would have love for one another, even if one of them was killed by the other. Then the next hadith, where Allah is amazed by the individual despairing of the mercy of Allah. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, indeed there are people, people, we want things, we desire things, and at times these things are delayed. And the people, because of the, the delay, the people reach to the, the stage where they despair from the mercy of Allah And they do not know, they have not, not they do not have knowledge of the unseen and they do not know that the, the ease is going to come. This may be after one day, this may be after one month, this may be after one year, but indeed the ease is going to come. So the individual should not despair from the mercy of Allah And verily Allah described the people that despair that they will not be, they will not be successful. So it is upon the believer to believe in the qada, the, the, the divine decree of Allah. And to know that if Allah or to know that if Allah delays something, Allah has not done it to harm the individual. Allah has not delayed the ease in order to harm the individual. It is possible that Allah delays it for a reason. And it is possible that Allah delays it so that the individual can obtain that which is better and that which is uh, more preferred. Then in the hadith, the last hadith, uh, before the last hadith that we read, that the hellfire would continue to accept. It would accept the people of the hellfire, it would accept the disbelievers, and it would not become full. But verily, Allah is all merciful. So Allah gives it a limit thereafter. And the hellfire would come to the extent, to the point where, as I mentioned in Surah Al-Qaf, that it would say, is there any more? Is there any more? when the people of the hellfire are being thrown in it. And then there comes to a point where the hellfire closes, it folds and it says, that is it, meaning it is full. And in the next hadith, the hadith where Allah calls on Adam والسلام, the father of mankind, and Allah says to Adam, take out of your lineage a group that would enter into the hellfire, and this is in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. And the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned there's another narration that says Adam would reply or respond to Allah, who should I take out? Or how many should I take out? And Allah would say from every 1,000 take out 999, they would enter into the hellfire. The companions of the Prophet Wasallam, when they heard the statement of the Messenger, they said, so where would we be? What would our case be? And the Prophet Wasallam described them or he said to them, Verily, you are like the white hair on the back of 
a black vote. So verily, you are distinct. So the Prophet told them something that would uh, give their heart ease. Then the Shaykh Habib Allah mentioned two verses from the Quran. And the Shaykh Habib Allah two verses from the Quran that informs you that most of the people, the first verse, most of the people, no matter how diligent you are, they would be astray. And likewise, Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, and if you were to obey, if you were to obey most of the people of the earth, they would guide you astray. So the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, so this kafra, and to have the most numbers, this is not a sign, or this is not an indication of safety and security. Because most of the people are, would be led astray. Then the last hadith that we mentioned tonight, the hadith of the Prophet which is the hadith of Abu bin Hatim in Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, the Prophet mentioned on the day of judgment of the hadith, as it's mentioned in Abdullah Philosophy, there is no, no one from amongst you except that his Lord would speak to him. There would be no translator between him and his Lord. The Shaykh mentioned that this is a long hadith, and in it the Prophet mentioned the person on the day of judgment, he would look to his right and he would only see his deeds. And he would look to his left and he would only see his deeds. And then he would look in front of him and he would only see the hellfire. Then the Prophet said, so fear the hellfire even if it be with a portion of a gate. Even if it be with a portion of the gate. And if you do not have the ability, then with a good word. And a good word is la ilaha illallah as well as subhanallah. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that supplicate, supplication to Allah or remembrance of Allah, this is, or this has the same status as giving charity. Remembrance of Allah has the same status as giving charity. As it was mentioned by the Prophet you saying La ilaha illallah is sadaqah. And you saying subhanallah is sadaqah. And enjoining the good and forbidding the evil is sadaqah. So all of this is sadaqah, and this is that which the Shaykh explained in tonight's lesson. يقول السائل أحسن الله إليك ظهر في السودان قبل مدة من الزمن رجل يزعم أنه المحدي المنتدر ويعتقد أن من لم لم يصدق بأنه المحدي فهو كافر بزعمه وأنه يسمع من الله وأن الله يكلمه بلا واسطة فما قولكم في هذا الرجل أحسن الله إليك هذا الدعاء الدعوة مدة طويلة القرن الهجري الماضي ولا شك ان بهذه الدعوه دعوه باطله من فوق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما صار ينزل على احد واحد ولا يزال له بقايا واتباع في السودان لكن ما كل دعوه تكون صحيحة إلا ما كان من دعوة يسندها الدليل من القرآن والسنة غير أن الرجل هذا لما دعا للدعوة أرسل له أناس من الجزيرة من المملكة شخص ينظر عن هذه الدعوه 
يدعيها المهدي هذا ورجع قال ليس عنده الا انه رجل دجال يثق على السودانيين واكثر ما تمشي هذه الامور تجري اذا كان المخاطبون ليسوا من اهل العلم Individuals asking, there's an individual in Sudan who appeared recently, or some time ago, and he claims that he is the, the, the Mahdi al-Muntadir, the Mahdi which is being waited for, and he believes that uh, anyone who dis- disbelieves in him being the Mahdi, he's a disbeliever, and he believes that he hears from Allah, and Allah speaks to him directly. The Shaykh mentioned Hadith Allah Ta'ala, this individual appeared some time ago, uh, in the previous... Uh, in the previous decades of the Hijri calendar. And there's no doubt that this claim of this individual is incorrect and it is evil. And there's no doubt that the revelation is not revealed to this individual because the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that the revelation would not be revealed after the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. And this individual does have followers in Sudan. But his call, his propagation is not correct. It's false. And it is not based on the proof from the Quran or from the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And when this individual appeared, uh, people were sent from the Arabian Peninsula to visit him and to see his claim. And when those individuals returned, they clarified and they declared that this individual is a liar uh, and he is a dajjal, he is like a devil. And there's no doubt, the only people that he affects are people who do not have knowledge, who do not, who do not have clarity in that matter. يقولون باستحالة إمساك القرآن وأن القرآن مكتوب يشبه النقد والرقي المتداول بين الناس، فهل هذا الكلام صحيح؟ وهل يقال صاحب السنة وهل يقال صاحب السنة مثل هذا الكلام عن القرآن؟ هذا كلام فاسد وهذا من يقول هذا الكلام لا يسمى من الدعاة وأنه داعية. إما أنه جاهل أو أنه داعية ضلال. فالصحابة تلقوا هذا القرآن من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ورسول الله تلقاه ما أوحى به إليه جبريل عليهما السلام وحمل الصحابة هذا القرآن وعلمه الناس وكتبت المصاحف لعهدهم رضي الله عنهم وأرضاهم Individuals asking in the in the West, we have some callers who say that the Quran is only in the local mahfud, the preserved tablets, and that which is in our hand is not for the Quran, but it is the Mus'haf, because the word Quran, according to their statements, is only mentioned or is only uh, described uh, that in terms of papers and the likes, so that. Individuals who have this opinion, they say that it is not possible for you to hold on to the Qur'an and that which you hold on to is like paper. 
is this speech correct? And would a person of the Sunnah say this speech about the Quran? Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, this is incorrect speech. Speech is incorrect and it is evil. And the individual who says this speech, they should not be described as being an Islamic caller. But in fact, this individual is ignorant. And the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, and the state, this individual is ignorant or he's a caller to evil and deviation. The companions, they took the Quran, or they received the Quran from the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ carried the Quran and received the Quran from Jibreel ﷺ. And they carried the Quran during, the time, during their time. And the Quran was written during the time of the companions, may Allah put be pleased with them. يقول السائل هل يمكن أن تذكر لنا بعض التوجيهات التي تجعلنا نستيقظ في آخر في في آخر الليل أو في طول الليل الأخير حتى نصلي وندعو الله؟ هذا أمر سهل لنوفقه الله يجعل الآلة المنبهة الساعة توقظه الساعة مثلا الثالثة أو الثانية بالتوقيت المحلي الشمس تغرب الساعة السادسة تماما والفجر الساعة الخامسة المجموعة إحدى عشر ساعة قسمة هذه إحدى عشر ثلاثة يكون لكل ثلث أقل من أربع ساعات فالثلث الأخير هو الذي يحصل فيه المجال وفي الحديث الصحيح ليس فيما درسناه الآن أن في الليل ساعة لا يوافقها عبد مؤمن يسأل الله شيئا لا أعطاه الله وذلك كل ليلة ولم يحدث في هذه الساعه النبي اول الليل لكن النبي حدث ذكر نزول ربنا جل نزول ربنا جل وعلا اخر الليل وافضل ما يكون اداء صلاه التهجد ان تكون في الثلث الاخير من الليل وهو الذي استقر الامر للنبي اخر عمره انه ان يوثر في الثلث الاخير من الليل Individuals asking, could you give us some uh, advice on how an individual can wake up or some things an individual can do so he can wake up during the third part of the night and pray? And the Sheikh mentioned, this is something easy for the person that Allah gives success to. The individual should, uh, he should set the alarm in order to wake up at 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. To the present time, the statement of Habib al-Ata'ar that the sun sets exactly at 6 o'clock and Salat al-Fajr is at 5 o'clock. So between the two, it's 11 hours. So the individual divided into three parts, four things. Then the third part of the night would be two, between 2 and 3 a.m. There's another hadith, which is not from the narration, that, or not from the hadith that we mentioned tonight, but there's another narration that the Prophet wasallam said, uh, verily during the night, there's not a time that an individual uh, reaches this time 
And he's praying, calling on Allah, except that Allah gives him that which he supplicated for. And this is every night. In that narration, the Prophet did not mention the third part of the night. But the best part of the night to supplicate and stand in prayer is the third part of the night. And that is what the Prophet during the last part of his life, that's when the Prophet used to make Salat and Wutr. أي فريق من الفرق الإسلامية من من الفرق الإسلامية يتبعها فماذا عليه أن يعمل؟ إذا كان شخص لا يعمل أي فريق من من الفرق الإسلامية يتبع الأمر سهل ويسير لا تسأل عن الفرق إنما اسأل كيف كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعمل كيف كان أصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يفعلون أن يبين حال الفرقة الناجية منهي قال من كان على مثل ما أنا عليه وأصحابي لا تلتفت إلى فرق وإنما التفت إلى الصحابة الذين شهد لهم النبي أنهم خير الناس بعد الأنبياء Individuals asking, if a person is not sure which path or sect to follow, what should they do? And the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, the affair is easy. You should not ask about the groups, but you should ask about the way of the Prophet and the way of his companions. The Prophet clarified the safe sect when he said, They are upon that which I am upon and my companions. So you should not look at the groups, but you should look at those who are upon the way of the companions of the Prophet which the Prophet described as being the best people after the Prophet and the Messengers. لا لا يجوز سئل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الرجل يلقى الرجل يركع له قال لا قال أين حنينه قال لا وإنما يصافح مصافحة أو إذا كان قديم العهد يتم المعانقة The individual asking, is it permissible for another individual to, uh, to bow? Is it permissible for one person to bow to another? And the statement of Allah is not permissible for a person to bow to another. The Prophet was asked about two people that meet each other. Is it permissible for one to bow to the other? The Prophet said, no. But that which they should do is they should shake hands. And if one of them has returned from a journey that he hasn't seen the other in a long time, then they would hug. But it's not permissible for them to bow to one another.
يقول كيف نرد على الشمس؟ يزعم ان اتباع السلف الصالح ان اتباع السلف الصالح بدعه. هذا لا يحتاج الى رد هذا لا اعتبار له. الله جل وعلا لما ذكر الصحابه قال والذين جاءوا من بعدهم يقولون ربنا اغفر لنا ولاخواننا الذين سبقونا بالايمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين امنوا فكل من كان على مثل ما كان عليه النبي واصحابه هذا من السلف الصالح هؤلاء هم السلف معنى كلمه السلف الناس الذين مضوا ومضى وقتهم الناس اما ان نكون خلقا بسلف كريم او يكون الظلال خلف سيء نسال الله العافيه The Shaykh said, you do not need to respond to this individual. There is no weight in the statement of this individual. Allah Azza wa Jalla the companions, He said, one day in the Jahan those who came after them, they say, O oh Allah, forgive us and our brothers who have preceded us in faith. And do not place in our chest any dislike for them. O oh Allah, you are the most forgiving, the most merciful. So everyone who is upon the way of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the companions, this is from The way of the Salaf is Salaf. The meaning of the Salaf is the people that have passed. Their time has passed. So you are a person who has come after them. You are one of two. Either you're following people that were upon good, or you're following people that were upon bad. This is that which is intended by God. يسر الشاعر ان يجوز للوالد ان يضرب ابنته المتزوجه وهي حامل. هل يجوز للوالد ان يضرب ابنته المتزوجه وهي حامل؟ لا يجوز للرجل يضرب ابنته او امراته وهي حامل ضربا قد يسبب اسقاط الحمل لا يحل لذلك. الضرب عموما تاديبا يجب ان يكون بالقدر الذي لا يؤذي And the hitting, uh, if the individual needs to hit, then they should hit uh, at the level, or they should hit at the level that doesn't cause harm. It doesn't bring about major, major harm. Yes, it is sad. And we do the Muslim in the subject. Allah, man, yes, and we have to end up in Sharaq and Muru. المحتاج إذا علم المسلم أن هذا السائل محتاج فينبغي أن يحسن لكن في الأماكن التي 
قد يكون هذا الاحسان السبب في حصول اضرار على السائل او المسؤول او الماره من الناس لا فلا يحل ذلك Individuals asking, should we give to the beggars that turned up the traffic lights? And the Shaykh Nikhil Habibullah Ta'ala. If the Muslim knows that the person who's asking is in uh, need, then you should be kind and give. But you should avoid giving to individuals in places that possibly you giving would cause them harm or you harm or other individuals harm, like the traffic lights and the lights. يقول صار امرأة طلبت من زوجها أن تسافر إلى بلد آخر لكي تتعلم القرآن واللغة العربية. فهذا الرجل له زوجتان فسافرت امرأته إلى هذا البلد وطرقها لمدة. فتسأل السائل إذا تسأل هي إذا رجعت إلى زوجي فهل عليه أن يعودني الوقت الذي كنت فيه الوقت الذي كنت في بلد آخر؟ غياب السائلة عن زوجها تلك المدة إنما كانت لمصلحتها هي فمطالبة الزوج بأن يعوضها مدة عن ذلك الغياب الذي كان لمصلحتها هذا طلب ليس بالوجيب تركها تتعلم القران فهذا خير ساقه الله لها ينبغي ان تحمد الله على هذا التوفيق وتشكر هذا الزوج لا ان تطالبه بامر بامر لا يريده. The female, uh, female requested from her husband to travel to another country so that she can study Quran and Arabic and that husband has two the husband has two wives So when the wife stays away and then after some time she returns, she requested from her husband or she's asking, is it obligatory on her husband to make up the time? The Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, the female who requested from her husband to travel to study the Quran and the lights, this travel was for her benefit and at her request. So her seeking uh, the time to be replaced is not correct. Indeed, her seeking or indeed her requesting to learn Quran and Arabic is something good, and she should praise Allah that her husband allowed her, and she should not seek from her husband to make up the time. Yes, it is sad. The درس حفظكم الله تعالى ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذكر للصحابه انهم في الشعر البيضاء على جلد ثوب ثوب سوداء او اسود فهل هذا وصف للصحابه او هذا وصف لاهل الايمان؟ لا هذا بيانا بيان لقله اهل الايمان رفض وما اكثر الناس ولو حرصت بمؤمنين وإن أكثر من في الأرض يظلون معناها أن أهل الضلال هم الأكثرية ذكر غير هذا اللفظ بين يدينا أن عدد الكافرين قد يكون تسعة وتسعين نفر 
ولذلك اذا استعرضتنا الامم التي بنيت على الكفر قوم نوح اخذت اخذهم الغرق قوم عاد حصل لهم ما حصل الله جل وعلا ما قص علينا كل من هلكوا وانما قص قصصا لبعض الامم الهالكون اكثر بكثير من الناس ولذلك النبي طمع الصحابه بان لا تضيق صدورهم لهذا المعرف لما قال الله لادم اخرج بعث النار فسال ربه فقال وما بعث النار قال من كل كذا الى اخر And the Jews asked him when the Prophet was in the lesson, when the Prophet was responding to the Sahabi, you are like the white hair on the back of a black bull. And the Jews said, is this description for the companions or for the people of the Iman? And the Sheikh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, this is clarifying the small number of people of the Iman. And this is showing you that most of the people are evening, so most of the people are straight. As is in the two verses that were mentioned, Sheikh Habib al Qadr repeated those two verses. If you were to obey most of the people, they would uh, guide you astray. And the other verse, uh, and most of the people are astray, even if you are diligent in guiding them to the correct path. So the Prophet mentioned in another narration that the number of the Kufar would be out of each 1,999. <clears throat> Likewise, the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, the, the nations that were punished before for their disbelief. We had the people of Noah, they were drowned, and we had the people of Ad, they received their punishment. We should also understand that Allah did not mention all of the people who were destroyed, there were many more. So, this is informing. So, the Prophet وسلم, is giving comfort to the companions to let them know that uh, their chest should not be. Uh, their chest should not be tight when they heard the statements that Adam was ordered to take out uh, from every thousand people, 999, that entered into the health camp. من فضيلتكم التوجيه كانت تسكن مع زوجها في البيت ثم سافر ثم سافر زوجها منذ حوالي ثلاث سنوات ولم يرجع اليها ولم ينفق عليها فهل عقد الزواج مستمر وماذا وما توجيهكم لها؟ عقد الزواج مستمر لا ينقطع الا بطلاق او بفسخ فإذا كانت متضررة وفي الحديث لا يحل له أن يفعل هذا الفعل الذي رضاه لا يجوز للزوج المسلم أن يغيب عن زوجته مدة طويلة تتضرر حياة ونفقة لذلك
العلماء ذكروا ان المده التي يمكن ان يمكن ان يغيب الزوج عن زوجته ولو لم ترضى اربعه اشهر او سته الاربعه الذين يؤذون من نسائهم تربصوا اربعه اشهر في القران الكريم A female is asking that uh, a female is asking for advice. She used to live with her husband, and then her husband has traveled and left her for about three years. He has not returned to her nose as, as he spent on her. She wants to know is the marriage contract still valid and the likes. You should mention the marriage contract is valid and it would not be invalid until uh, divorce is given or until the marriage is uh, made void. If the female is harmed, Because of the harm which is it, uh, the female is afflicted with, inflicted with. It is not permissible for the man to do so. This action is not permissible for the man to stay away from his wife for this amount of time, except that she is, uh, gives her consent. It is not permissible for a man to stay, a Muslim man to stay away from his wife for a long time if she was harmed in terms of her life, as well as spending the financial situation. The Sabbath mentioned that the time period that is permissible for the man to stay away from the wife is four months, and some of them mentioned six months. And this is mentioned, uh, this is mentioned in the Quran, she would stay, she would sit for four months. So four months is mentioned in the Quran. كيف ننصح يقول سؤال كيف ننصح من هو مستمر او مسر على المعاصي وقد يعلم الحق من الصواب ولكن يحتج بانه ضعيف الايمان. يكرر نصحه ويخوف من ان توافيه المنيه الموت ومرتكب ذلك الذنب لان من مات وهو في حاله سيئه يبعث لتلك الحاله يوم القيامه. How do you advise an individual who is persistent upon sin and he knows the truth from, uh, from falsehood but he says that he is weak in the man the Sheikh mentioned Abu Bilat how do you continue to advise him and you make him fear uh, the fact that death may come to him while he's in the state of sin and you should remind him that an individual who is performing sin at the time of death this individual would be resurrected upon that sin يقول السائل كيف او ما 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 المعنى حديث الحديث الذي ورد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ان الله عز وجل حرم على الارض ان تاكل اجساد الانبياء. الله جل وعلا على كل شيء قدير. لما ذكر النبي ان اعمالهم فرض عليه قال كيف وقد علمت يعني صرت ذهبت قال ان الله حرم على الارض ان أشهد الأنبياء فلا يستغرب أن يحمي الله أحدا من أنواع من التفتت لأن الذي أوجد هذا الكون قادر على أن يحمي أحدا 
من امور ولا ويترك اقل فالامر كله لله جل وعلا فلا يستغرب هذا وعلى سبيل المثال الصحابه الذين قتلوا مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قبل وفاته بعده سنوات ثم لما حصل نقل بعضهم في عهد بعد مضي عهد الخلفاء الراشدين ومده الخلافه الراشده ثلاثين ثلاثون عاما فاخرج اناسا كانما دفنوا في نفس ذلك العام ومنهم عبد الله بن حرام والد جابر بن عبد الله شاهد الناس يخرج من القبر كانما دفن قبل عده ايام فلا تستغرب على امر الله موسى عيسى لم يمت رفعه الله وسينزل في اخر الزمان وهو الذي يقتل المسيح الدجال لا تجعل الميزان ايها الانسان مبني على تصورك عنه ابراهيم لما قال ربي ارني كيف تحيي الموتى كمل الايه كيف اذا دعا تلك الطيور لحظات وهي تاتي في ذات وكانت مقطعه مجزئه فالله المستعان The Sheikh mentioned Hadith Allah Ta'ala earlier, Allah is capable of doing all things. And when the Prophet informed that the actions of the believers are, he is informed of the actions of the believer, the Sahaba said, How? How you, will you be informed of our actions? The Prophet said, Allah has forbade them. the land, prevented the land from eating our bodies. So this should not be something strange. Allah can protect an individual from uh, the earth. Eating his body. And you should understand that the one who created the creation, he is able to protect whom he wills. Some people Allah chooses to protect and some people Allah allows the earth to eat them. It took place on the time of the Prophet that there were some people, some companions that were killed fighting in the way of Allah before the death of the Prophet. And during the time of the Khulafah al Rashidun, And the time of the Khulafa al-Rashidun was 30 years. But during their time, they, those people that were killed and buried, before the death of the Prophet they were removed from their graves, and the companions who witnessed this, they said it was as if they were buried a few days before this, meaning their bodies were exactly the same. So the affair of Allah should not be considered something strange. The Prophet Isa he did not die. Allah raised him, and he would come, he would descend during the last days, and he would kill the Masih of God. So the individual should not make the criteria his intellect and his understanding. This is something that we cannot imagine. Ibrahim requested from his Lord to see how does he bring life, life after death. Allah ordered Ibrahim to cut the birds, and then they returned uh, complete. So this is something that is easy for Allah as a result, and very that Allah is the helper.
الحمد لله جل وعلا على نعمه التي لا نحصيها ونسأل أن يبارك لنا أن يبارك لنا في أعمالنا وأعمالنا وما آتانا وأن يجيرنا من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن وأن يعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأن يذل الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وأن ينتصر وينتصف للمظلومين من الظالمين وأن يرينا آثار نقمته نازلة على أعداء عباده المؤمنين في الشام وفي غير الشام في ورما وغير ذلك وأن يرينا في الذين ينصرون الظالم ويعينونه أن يرينا فيهم يرينا فيهم المثلات أسألها أن يرينا فيهم في روسيا وأيران وحكومة العراق وحزب لبنان النجس وفي كل من يدافعون عن الظالم ليتمادى في ظلمه ان يرينا فيهم جل وعلا عجائب قدرته كما نساله جل وعلا ان يحفظ على المملكه بلادنا هذه امنها على دينها ودنياها وان يحقق ذلك لبقيه المسلمين في كل مكان انه جل وعلا وجوب الدعاء واخر دعوانا ان الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا and he mentioned that the blessings of Allah, we cannot count all of them. We ask Allah to bless us in our actions and to bless us in that which he has given us. And we ask Allah to protect us from all trials and tribulations that which is apparent and that which is hidden. We ask Allah to give strength and might and glory to Islam and to debase his believers. We ask Allah to bring justice to those who are oppressed uh, in Syria and other parts of the world. We ask Allah to show us the, uh, his tremendous might in punishing uh, those who have oppressed uh, the people and to punish the, the people who have supported the oppressors from Russia, Iran, and Iraq. And we ask Salatullah to uh, show us his might and his ability to follow the We ask Salatullah to protect our religion in this country, Saudi Arabia, to protect our religion, to protect our worldly uh, possession. And we ask Salatullah to do the same to all of the Muslims around the world. And our last supplication is all praise to Allah, the Lord of the world, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon the Messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and his companions and family members.